0: to be here again it really is it's an encouragement when we can assemble as we are here and be able to sing uh, praises to God and encourage one another as our brother has said to love and good works and today I want to do that as well I want to continue some of these thoughts I want to ask a question because sometimes uh, putting it in in the framework of other questions sometimes that helps us to sort things out a little bit my question is, are introverts better evangelists than extroverts? You know, whenever you look, think about people and their personality, you're going to find that whenever you study extroverts, they make up about, oh, about 60% of the population. And introverts, they make up about 25 to 40% of the population. But how can you tell that they're different from each other? A lot of times you can tell that they're different by an extrovert gains energy from social interaction. And you might say an introvert often expends energy from social interaction. They get worn out. And so uh, I've noticed that there's this difference. that affects about 50% of us. But I've never had people use it as an excuse against evangelism but sometimes it is used as an excuse against evangelism. Introverts are prone to feeling like evangelism is really just a task or a responsibility of extroverts. You know? And and they say, well that may be his blessing or I'm glad they were blessed with that kind of a spirit, but but I'm sure not. Well when Jesus commissioned uh, his church to preach the good news, he he didn't just naturally pick those people who are most excited to do it. He didn't just pick the extroverts in that or, or uh, because they're rejuvenated by crowds in conversation. But what about those people who are recharged with a book in a quiet room? There's some of you quiet room people out there. You're still in your basement. But anyway, nonetheless, I'm just trying to say, you know, what about that? Uh, is, uh, are introverts responsible for spreading the gospel? Those quiet room dwellers, those weird people that I don't identify with? You know, I, I really am an extrovert. I just am out there, I enjoy it. So, you know, I don't understand. To me, these people are crazy. That like to stay by themselves. The pandemic was really bad on me because I didn't get to visit like I like to visit and hug and talk to people. Well, the point is, since there's some people though, that go so far as to say, well, uh, there we go, now I got it started. Um, there's people who go on to say, well, because I am an introvert, God is not expecting me, that's a talent. That's a, something that is a, a gift, if you will. In Matthew, the 25th chapter, he talks about how that God gave some people certain gifts, certain talents, certain abilities, and he didn't give it to other people. So, evangelism is basically assigned to the extroverts in the church, and that's not expected of me by God. Is that right? I I don't think that's quite right. I don't think that's what the Bible has to say about it. You know, claiming to be uh, for something important is not your gift uh, is something that we need to really look seriously at before we go on. We find that people who who, um, dismiss or, if you will, give themselves permission to ignore the Great Commission because they're uncomfortable with preaching and teaching and sharing it with others, that's not necessarily a good thing. And and we should not listen to Satan when he lies to us and say we're given a pass on that. I really don't think that. Matthew 28, Jesus doesn't say extroverts disciple the nations. In fact, Jesus uh, neglects to say anything to his disciples regarding their personality. Instead, Jesus claims the reason that they can and should share the gospel is because all authority... In heaven and on earth has been given to me," he says in Matthew 28 and verse 18. It's not about the disciples, it's about the power and authority of Jesus Christ. He expects all of his followers to share the story not because it's our specific gift to give it because we enjoy it, but because it is our responsibility given to us by Christ himself. Why? Should God call then, or God uh, give the responsibility of evangelism to somebody who has difficulty with it? Well, I think there's good reasons. And believe it or not, I think that some of them are very good reasons and perhaps make an introvert even more qualified to share the gospel than an extrovert. Have you ever thought of that? Yes. We find, wouldn't it have worked out a whole lot better if people charged with the tax? To go out and talk to others naturally? Wanted to talk to other people more often? You would think the answer would be yes. But whenever it costs someone something, whenever it is a challenge to the person that is bearing that message, that message is indeed taken to be more valuable. Look at what it costs that person to share the gospel with me. They had to get uncomfortable to share that with me. They had to get wet. They had to sacrifice in order to share that. This must be important. I can't neglect it. Have you ever thought that as an introverted person, you sharing Christ may be viewed by others as more important than an extrovert who shares the gospel of Jesus Christ? They know that he's wanted to, gone to share something, you know. But the introvert share something that's important and he's willing to pay a cost for that to engage in this global cause. Well I believe that there's good reasons for uh, introverts to share the gospel. Number one, it's to show others the greatness of our Lord and Savior and that the gospel message is something that is important and we know that it's important and we want other people to understand how important it is. Imagine the most introverted person that you know. Imagine them sharing the gospel on a street or with someone in a, in, that they do not know, their neighbor that just moved in, or maybe even someone more difficult, someone, a coworker or a neighbor. Wouldn't you understand that that, that seriousness that the person put into what they wanted to share and why, would elevate the importance of that message? Well, yes, it would. Which leads me to point number two. Not only does it ennoble the message of of God, but number two, it helps us grow and mature. You know? As my mom said one time, it's about time some kids got out of the basement, got a job. You know? It's not because it isn't difficult, it's just they need to grow and mature they need to get out there and show people what life is all about now my friends the fact that we have to do that whenever it is expensive for us emotionally is a is something that is often understood by others who are emotionally intelligent they get it they understand that it's difficult they see the difficulty they understand and they appreciate And they appreciate a lot more being talked to by someone who finds it difficult to explain rather than someone who just is so extroverted that they just want to talk to anybody and everybody about it. So God sometimes uses those difficult situations that we get into to cause us to mature and to understand the expense of being a believer in Christ. Um the Gospel involves preaching, using words whenever necessary, but the point is is that Jesus really meant to say, proclaim the gospel, Mark 16 and verse 15. Teach them to observe all that I commanded you, Matthew 28 and verse uh, 20. The hard truth is is that Jesus means exactly what His words suggest, regardless of our personality regardless of whether we're introverts or extroverts most of us are on a spectrum of some sort you know there's times that i get a lot of energy from conversations but then after a while i lose that energy and it's time for them to go home <laughs> it's time for me to go home you know the whole point is is sometimes i run out of that energy and it's and it's difficult sometimes then to continue on whenever it's necessary well all of us have different things that it's going to be difficult to do. But don't believe the devil. Whenever you buy into the fact that you, because you're an introvert, you don't have to share the gospel. The good news, that is a lie. That is something that is not right. Don't buy it. Don't give yourself permission to... To disobey just because it's not something that feeds you something that stimulates you but it is indeed something that drains you perhaps therefore introverts sometimes may not ever recognize a third blessing that comes from saving souls you know whenever Jesus was on the cross The Bible says, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross. We don't often think of joy as a message of the cross. But Jesus said, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross. What was that thing that caused Him to be motivated? It was the joy of bringing many sons to glory. It was the fact that these people needed to be saved. And love looked out for their welfare. Love took a step into that uncomfortable zone of the cross and gave Himself for us so that we could be saved. And I want to tell you, you introverts that have difficulties sometimes sharing the gospel, when you take that step, it helps you understand a little bit more how the joy of bringing someone to Christ would cause you to go to the cross like it did Jesus. Of bringing sons to glory. You know, sometimes you add up all of the time and effort that you've put in to sharing with someone. I remember studying with a couple in Boulder, Colorado for over a year, wondering if anything was going to come out of it. And then whenever they finally wanted to obey the gospel, three of them wanted to obey the gospel at the same time. That was amazing to me. And the joy made all of that year, all of that time, it just made it evaporate. Because now they were in Christ. They were brothers and sisters. And we were together, going down that road together, toward heaven. And so, I would say, if you want to experience the joy of obeying the Lord and bringing Son to glory, I would encourage you to overcome what is obviously perhaps a weakness for you, to overcome that difficulty. Not necessarily fear, it's not often fear, it's often difficulty. And, and to get overcome that and to share the gospel, just don't give yourself permission not to. That's what I'm getting at tonight. Number three, after reaping that harvest of joy as Christ did, there's another thing too, and I'm gonna have to go quickly. He told us to preach uh, amongst the wolves, and it doesn't sound like a venture many of us would volunteer for, but we under, understand that sometimes it's difficult for those extroverts to continue on. And sometimes we may get ourselves into situations where we have to buckle down and really grow in strength as well as joy. Sometimes it causes us to examine our faith, Sometimes it causes us to remake foundations that have been too loose to be built on sand. And now the foundation is laid. It has caused us to really grow in spiritual strength. There are blessings that comes through spiritual exercise that maybe we need to providentially get through. And number uh, four, God has called us, in, uh, as uh, all those who are uh, introverts, to evangelize because He has equipped His entire church for the purpose of spreading the Gospel. God uses different kinds of teachers. There are seven ways of learning. And there are seven different kinds of styles, maybe, of of preaching. But you know, you tell me what preacher you like, and I'll tell you how you learn. That's what, because we all learn differently. Just because people don't listen to you, that doesn't mean they won't listen to the Gospel. Find a teacher that fits the way they learn. Get somebody else to interact with them. We all learn in different ways. And so God uses the entire church to talk to people in the world. And sometimes they don't like the loud preacher, the outgoing extroverted preacher. Maybe they want to one-on-one talk with someone on a private basis about the spiritual struggles and how Christ could solve that for them. And guess what? That's often done by those introverts in the church who take someone aside and feed them and help them to get through those times together. You know, there are people converted in gospel meetings that are big and exciting and things like that. But there's an awful lot of people who are converted by introverts who have taken someone aside to their quiet room and shared with them the faithfulness of the gospel. God can use you no matter where you're at on the spectrum. Just don't believe the lie that because you're introverted, you're excused from evangelism. Don't believe it. That has caused many young people... I've talked with young people, and I've been getting that excuse a lot. And that's why I'm bringing it out tonight. Have you heard somebody use that excuse? Well God hasn't given me the extroverted talent so therefore I'm excused from confessing Christ. No. No that's not it. We need to get out there and confess Christ. Well there are many in the scriptures that didn't seem to be appropriately fit. I've got two minutes or maybe I don't but and nonetheless okay. Matthew 20 verse 7 There were some who said, the master went out and he's at the third hour of the day, the ninth, the twelfth, and eleventh hour. Why aren't you working? And they said, well, no one will hire us. There are some people out there that aren't going to ask you about your spiritual heritage. They're not going to ask you a Bible question. No one will hire us. They're still waiting. For somebody who's spiritually concerned, talk to them about the Bible and say, Do you understand what you're reading? Do you understand? Just sit down and read. My friends, there are millions of people waiting to be asked. Just simply ask about if they understand the scriptures. There's I I've got to be done. A little girl, Second King's name They had a little girl and she told them about a prophet. Naaman would have never been healed if that little girl hadn't mentioned about the prophet way back home. And it's about time we spoke up for the prophet that we knew, excuse me, the prophet that we knew who could save people's souls. Be as courageous as that little girl was with her master. She had been captured. She had been taken captive. But she was willing to say, I know somebody who can change you forever. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much.